Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC 880 and 92.9 The Revolution. Well, it's a new year. Happy New Year. I want you to be sure to visit, visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. Going into this new year, we're going to have so much going on. Join the Speaking of Travel Travel Club, and you'll get newsletters and lots of great ideas on how to plan and make your trip and your vacations and your dreams come true. And remember, if you're flying in and out of the Asheville area, be sure to go to the Asheville Regional Airport because they are... They've got it going on over there. I'm telling you, over this last holiday season, people were coming and going like crazy out of the Asheville Regional Airport. And you know what? When they got home, they were home. No road trip involved. Well, let me tell you, this new year is going to be fabulous. People are going to be moving about, going around, doing so many great things, and there's going to be a lot of change in the air. I just know it. I feel it really strongly, and I hope for you that you have an opportunity to get out and travel and and visit new sites and explore, maybe learn a new language, use a new year to plan, maybe start thinking about a trip for next year, but it's a Time to get going. Well, have you ever heard of a micro adventure? My guest today, Dale Stewart, is here in the studio. Dale's a naturalist, a cons- conservationist, an explorer. He's an incredible outdoorsman, a savvy, savvy traveler, and a good friend. Dale, it is so great to have you in the studio today. Happy New Year, Marilyn. I'll tell you what, Dale, we've seen a lot. We've been around the block a few times, right? A few times. I'll tell you, I love having you on the show. You, o- you always have so much great information. And today we're going to be talking about micro-adventures. And, you know, I'm not exactly sure I know exactly what that means. Well, micro-adventures are little short overnight trips that people can make near their home. Yeah. You know, we talk about travel and you talk about travel. And and a lot of times when we speak of travel, we think of vacations or taking a week somewhere or doing something exotic or, or going to another country or or uh, are outside of our normal uh, uh, living area, but but there's some great adventures that people can do right around their home and and nearby that can be just as exciting, uh, just as uh, exploratory, and just as adventurous. Well, you know, as we go into the new year, and what I was saying in my beginning, the beginning here about you know using this new year to start planning. If you know, I know in the times that I've talked to people about big trips or even even small trips, it, it sometimes takes time to plan and to yeah. think about where do you want to go? What do you want to do? But it sounds like these little micro adventures might be a great jumping off point for the new year to start getting getting your feet wet, if you will. Oh, absolutely. And they're a good learning experience, too. And, and I use them all the time. I mean, that that's sort of how I escape and and sort of plan and everything else, you know, getting out of the office, getting out of the house, getting out into the outside world, uh, going, even spending the night at a hotel in, in, in the town that, that 
you've grown up in or lived in all your life, there's still exciting things that you can do. And I think people, I know for myself, I don't think about that so much. I grew up in Washington, D.C., born and raised, right? I can't tell you how many people I knew who never had been to the Lincoln Memorial or the Washington Monument, and it's right there in your own backyard. Oh, absolutely. So it seems like sometimes we're just a little short-sighted in what there is to see and do right in your own backyard. Absolutely. And it's it's a good exercise in planning. I mean, to, to look and figure out what I can do within just a, a very quick drive or walk or bicycle or, or kayak of your uh, of your house. Well, you've been doing adventures big and small for yeah. pretty much your whole career. Yeah. So give us an idea about some – I know you just got back from – a trip out out west. Talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, well, I've, uh, my wife and I went out to uh, Taos, New Mexico and spent Christmas and the New Year's. And uh, we were out there for about 10 days. And, and I love the high desert area and the mountains out there. And and uh, uh, and it's just a way to, to sort of relax and, and get away. And, and I use that period of time also as sort of my my planning of what next for the for the big year. So uh, that that was that was the purpose of it. And we, and we just got back and and uh, had a great time. So did you do any little micro adventures while you were out there? Oh, absolutely, yeah, I did. Tell us about that. Uh, I went uh, I went up into uh, several of the mountain ri- uh, ridges around uh, Taos and uh, just overnight, just me and my sleeping bag and and a little backpack and. Uh, Went and sat on the top of a mountain and looked at the stars out there, and, and it gave me a chance to sort of uh, unwind and de-stress and think about uh, some things that I'm planning for the uh, for the coming year. I think people forget sometimes that when you're in a different space, a different environment, you know, even if that's just a couple of hours from where you are, that the sky is different. The stars, it you know, we all have it. The big sky is there. But because of your location, you're seeing it a little differently. Absolutely. And if you've never done something, I mean, or you've never been to a certain place, it's exciting. You know, I recommend to people all the time, sometimes just go out in your backyard, pitch a tent, take the kids, take your wife, camp out overnight in your backyard. It's a totally different experience, even though you're within sight of your of your bedroom, uh, to do that, it, don't leave all electronics in the house. Leave the iPhones in the house. Everything else, just go out there in the in the night and and enjoy being with your being with your family. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned leaving your electronics inside because that's a big part of having any kind of adventure and being able to really clear your head and and I think it's something we need to address as we move into this new year. Is that you know we're all so tied up. In the electronics of our lives, you know, all our information is there. We're we're so dependent on, you know, checking our email, checking our Facebook pages. What's going on? What is, you know, is there something that I need to be engaged with when, in fact, really taking a mini vacation, taking a micro adventure and and being able to let go of that part 
is really a new experience all in itself. Oh, it is. It, it's, it's an adventure uh, within itself to do that. And, and, and again, we, we've gotten into habits, and habits are something that, A, are very difficult to break and very difficult even to put down. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's almost like these, these our phones and our computers and our iPads and all the technology that we have. And by the way, I could not do what I do without that stuff, nor could you. Right. But at the end of the day, um, I don't need that stuff 24-7. Uh, and, uh, and so oftentimes I do. I turn it all off and, and get away from it. I may keep my phone with me because I'm out in the middle of nowhere and it, it's, uh, it's a great emergency tool. But I'll turn it off and just leave it in my backpack. It saves the battery and uh, it's just there as a, as, a, as a tool and nothing more. Well, I think that, par- that part of it as using it as a tool is so important and being able to turn it off. That needs to be our new mantra as we go into the new year. Turn it off because when you turn it off, you're going to open up your mind to so many new opportunities, possibilities, and really be able to soak up the newness of this adventure that you're taking. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dale Stewart, I love having you in the studio with me. It's always such an adventure in itself, just having you here and talking about micro-adventures. I want to talk more about um, safety, you know, as we get out and and start doing more and more. You have a bigger-than-life life, and talking to you is always so inspiring. This is Marilyn Ball talking to Dale Stewart. We'll be back. Hi, this is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. Have you ever been to the airport and thought, why is this line taking so long? Security screening, boarding an aircraft? Well, the reality is that a lot of the efficiency can be improved if travelers understand how they can help that situation go more smoothly. So remember that how you behave during screening and boarding of an aircraft can affect the efficiency of the travel experience for you and everyone around you. Be respectful of others. Understand what you need to do at the screening checkpoint before you enter the line. Be ready. Board the plane in the correct zone indicated on your boarding pass. Stow luggage near your seat as quickly as possible. All of these things will help the travel experience go even more smoothly. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on 
My guest today is Dale Stewart. He's joining me in the studio, and we're talking about micro-adventures, brought to you by Appalachian Realty. That's AppalachianRealty.com. They've been serving Asheville, helping get people settled in here since, like, 1979. Well, Dale, welcome back. I'm so glad to have you here in the studio talking about micro-adventures. I'll tell you, it, it seems like they're easy. Anybody could do it. Yeah, they're just, again, they're little overnight excursions where, where you actually leave your home and you go somewhere. And, and again, they're, they're very short-lived type of things, whether, the, and they don't have to be outdoors. It's, it's not like you drive out into the local forest and, and spend a night, although that would be my, my first choice. It's, it's going somewhere, looking at a map of your town, looking at what's available in your community and somewhere you've never been before and doing that. Um, so, and that can involve just going and getting a hotel room, anything that gets you out of that normal, uh, life that we all live in. Well, that's, you know, a lot of people would call that the comfort zone. Yeah. You're getting out of your comfort zone and, you know, that can be kind of scary sometimes. And it's, and it, to take that first step, uh, might take a little bit of planning, might take a little bit of dreaming of, oh, uh, you know, what if I could do this? Uh, you know, maybe it need, you need to have just a little bit of a nudge from somebody else saying, come on, let's go, yeah. you know, let's go get in the car and do a little road trip down to the next state. And we're going to get a hotel and, and explore the food and the music. The and culture. The, yep. Exactly. No passport required. <laughs> Don't, very little money required. Very little money required. Not, it doesn't take a, a lot to go do this. E- even even if you decide that you're going to try camping out, y- you know, you can go buy a kit to camp out with. I mean, you need a, a tent or a tarp. Uh, you need a sleeping bag or, a, or, or something on the ground and a, and a mat, and you're set. And you don't have to go spend lots of money on that stuff. You can buy used equipment. You can buy this. And just just – it's one of those things where you just have to figure out this is what I want to do and go do it. And and it is it does take people out of the comfort zone, but Marilyn, every time you do it, it gets easier and easier to step outside your comfort zone. Well, that's what we were talking about, habits, because, yeah. you know, even letting go of your cell phone, letting go of your electronics, letting go of your you know, your umbilical cord, if you will, to, you know, the outside uh, is stepping out of your comfort zone each time. I've been trying to do that myself. You know, I don't really make New Year's resolutions, but I set goals. This year, I'm going to, instead of having my, you know, Facebook on 24-7, I'm going to do it you know, half that amount of time. Good luck with that. I know. But it's those habits and it's being able to say, I'm going to start changing the way that I perceive I can make change happen. Yeah. And the only way to do that, Marilyn, is replace a habit with a habit. You have to, you know, people make, and I'm like you, I don't make New Year's resolutions. It's, I don't see January 1 as a new start. Uh, I understand why people see that and everything else, but I look at every day as, as a new start, and what am I going to accomplish today, and I set about doing that. And uh, But habits are one of those things that, that keep us comfortable, and we like, as human beings, we like comfort. We like the status quo. Habits put us into that that uh, that mindset. I would go nuts. I think if I had to live like that. Agreed. Yeah. So, 
really taking a micro adventure, being able to find a location, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking at some ideas is something that could be done all year long. Any season is an opportunity to get out to do something new. Yeah, I like to recommend that people do it on the four seasons. I mean, do it four times a year. Do it, you know, spring, summer, fall, and winter. And because, and even if you go to the same identical place, I'll tell you something. I there are certain areas uh, in, in the wilderness that I like to go to, and they look entirely different in the spring and the summer and the fall and the winter. And they sound different. They look different. They even smell different. And uh, so it, it it changes. So picking a spot and doing it once a, a, a quarter uh, really helps clear your mind, too. And that gives you that every so many months you're able to go out there and just, just clear your head and think about, okay, what, a, what do I want to accomplish and uh, what habits do I want to get rid of and what new habit, habits do I want to pick up? And where do I want to go from here? Yeah. I think that's a big part of it, too, is um, where do I want to go from here? If I can step out of my comfort zone, if you will, and and actually take a camping trip or stay in a hotel someplace that is totally unfamiliar, mm-hmm. I don't know the roads, I don't know the layout of the land, but I'm stepping into it and I'm going to do it, and I've done it, then where can I go from here? Yeah. I mean, really, the sky's the limit. It is. It is. And uh, the only thing I would say about that is do it in a smart way, though. Don't don't put your safety at risk. Well, let's talk a little bit about safety, Dale, because we've done a whole show, you and I, on travel safety, because traveling safely, being smart, being aware is so critically important. And we want to ensure, as we're encouraging people and inspiring, hopefully, people to take a step out of what is a place for them of uh, safety, how do you step out of that uh, smartly? Well, first of all, know your own limitations. Understand where your comfort level uh, is. And and I tell people, you, every time you, you push that a little bit, you get better at it until finally you're, you've, you've gotten out of it. But again, you've got to be aware of your surroundings. You've got to follow that instinct, that, that gut feeling. And take take those small steps. It's like I said, if you've never been camping, I see people all the time, and I run into them all the time out in the wilderness that are, it's almost dark, it's getting cold, it's getting... And they're trying to set up a tent that they just bought at a, at a store that they've never put up before. They've never had any experience with. And I always tell people, man, you know, go into your backyard before you're going to do this with your kids, with your wife or by yourself and and put all your gear up, put everything out. People, people also that I talk to all the time tend to be terrified of sleeping outside in the dark, particularly in, a, in an unknown area of the woods. Start small. Sleep in your backyard first at night. Get used to that. Then move out a little more. Move out a little more and a little more. And then you'll be like me. You'll be saying, how far can I go? I love that. And and on the flip side of that, as far as going into a new city or a new town or a new state that maybe you're not familiar with, I would imagine the same rules would apply. They do. We're so fortunate in these times that we've got so much research at our disposal. I mean, that's where the electronics comes in as another tool. It is. Is being able to go online and do a little research first. Just Google. Uh, let's say they want. Let's say somebody wanted to go to New Orleans. One of I've never been, so it's always. I grew up there. Uh, exactly. So that's always been a place of 
great mystery to me. What I've heard about it. I've talked to you. We did a whole show about Louisiana. Yeah. Um, but I've never ventured into New Orleans. I don't want to go by myself. I want to go with with somebody maybe who's more seasoned. Um, but being able to go online and doing the research, seeing where are the safe places, where do people stay, where you know it's it's a center, let's say, to get started before I branch out into areas unknown. Oh, it is, and, and I'm a big believer in research. Uh, and and as you know, Marilyn, I've I've done some pretty crazy adventures uh, around this beautiful world of ours and and there's a there's a network of other explorers and other people and we talk to one another on the phone all the time we'll call and I'll say hey have you ever been to Burma have you ever been in this area or this part of uh, of, of Brazil or this this forest and you know what did you learn what what do I need to know uh, so yeah and and it's the same kind of a thing um all of us have these networks of friends. And, and, of course, now with social media, we really have a network of friends. So contacting someone that's in that area and say, hey, I've, I've never been to New Orleans before, and I, I want to go there. Where do you recommend I stay? Sort of what are the do's and don'ts? Are there any areas of the town I should not go into? Well, Dale, someday New Orleans, you and me, we're there together. I would love for you to give me the grand tour. I'm pretty expensive. Okay, well, I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) To listen to other podcasts with Dale Stewart on travel safety, our our interview about Louisiana, be sure to visit speakingoftravel.net. And there you can find an easy link and you'll be able to catch up with more of Dale Stewart, who's right here in the studio. Motorcycling Magazine is a quarterly guide to the best rides and most interesting riders. Available in newsstands and at BlueRidgeMotorcyclingMagazine.com. As newcomers flock to Asheville over the last 50 years, they join with locals to breathe new energy into the city. Marilyn Ball traces the bonds of community that give rise to Asheville today in her book, The Rise of Asheville, an exceptional history of community building. It's available at Malaprops, Barnes & Noble, Loft on Broadway, and Amazon.com. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. This new year is getting off to a great start here in the studio with my guest, Dale Stewart. The Asheville Regional Airport is going to be starting a new flight to Dallas this summer. They have a new garage that just opened up during the holidays. It's easy, easy, easy now. Pull in, get on your flight, go where you want to go, come back. Get in your car. No road trip required. You are home. And speaking of home, you must be glad to be home, Dale. You've been gone for a while. I, I am, but, you know, that's sort of the nature of, of who I am. And, and I will say I fly in and out of Asheville Airport probably two to three times a month. It's 
always great. I tell you, they've got those rocking chairs there, and they, they've got a great restaurant. I mean, that's that was something that really uh, has been so exciting is to be able to eat good local food. They've got beer on tap from local breweries. It's just like being a you know being at a restaurant in town, but you're at the airport. It is, and like, and like you said, when I land there, I'm home. I love that. Yeah. You know. Not getting in your car and having to drive another couple of hours is is definitely a treat. So, Dale, when we were talking about these little micro-adventures yeah. and, you know, we were talking about New Orleans or, you know, my feeling is you go anywhere. Uh, we live in North Carolina. We're here. You know, we're based right here. This is kind of our home base. The other side of North Carolina, the east side, it, it's like another country over there. No, it is. I mean, you've got the Outer Banks, and have you ever done adventures down there? Absolutely. I've, I've actually kayaked around the Outer Banks. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's another place. I've only been once, but it was it was just incredible, and I felt like I was in another country even with the the way the water comes in and the the wind and those sand dunes. Have yeah. you? And a lot of people don't realize there are wild horses there. Right. It's one of the few places in the United States that still has wild, wild horses. So we were talking about, and this is, you know, I think this is an important area to, to continue to talk about is the research involved because there is just such a, a excess even of research. How do you tone it in? How do you kind of bring in I want to go here. You talked about talking to fellow adventurers on the phone, but are there any specific sites or any kind of keywords that you would? You know, Marilyn, I get a map. I'm still a map guy, and and of course, whether you bring it up, bring up a map on your iPad or your smart technology, your phone, everything else, I still like paper maps. And I'll I'll unroll a map, and I will just lay that map down there, and I'll start looking at it, and I'll start looking at little points of interest and and things that that might appeal to me. And and uh, as you know, I'm a big history buff, so any anything with history or anything in an area. Um, and and I will start looking, and I'll start digging into that, and then uh, I'll look for museums, and I'll look for this, and I'll look for that. So I'll sort of find those spots there that I, that I want to want to uh, uh, find attractive to me, and then I build it from there. I'll get a little, you know, I'll write down the things, and then I start researching, and then you know, again with electronic, you can go in now and 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 Google or whatever you want to do uh, once you have identified the spot, and you'll learn a lot more about it, and then then that. That's how I develop my little um, uh, way that I'm going to do things. I love that idea of of having a map or a globe yeah. and being able to put your finger down and 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 say this is this is an area I want to go to. What's around there? And mm-hmm. then you start doing a little research. And I have found for myself that when I do that, suddenly it seems like. Everywhere I look, there's something about that area. You know, there's a commercial on TV or there's a, a commercial on the radio or mm. or suddenly you wonder sometimes, like, how do they read your mind and know that you're even thinking about something? And suddenly there's an ad that pops up on your Facebook page. Yeah. It's like, what? Well, I know how they do that. Uh, well, <laughs> we don't have to get into that, but it's it seems kind of creepy in a way, but it does. magical, too. It's it like, does. wow, I guess it... I'm paying attention here. It's time for me to start looking into to doing that. And being able to start out small, taking just small steps, because you've been traveling your whole life yeah. 
in some big ways. I mean, you've you've lived with indigenous tribes. You've mm-hmm. been out in the Amazon. I mean, there. It seems like you've just really gotten out of your comfort zone. But you had to start somewhere. Well, yeah, I don't know that I ever had a comfort zone. Oh, well, maybe, there maybe you that's go. why. Maybe that's why I've been an explorer for for my whole adult life. I was always curious about what was over that next ridge, and. Uh, uh, and yeah, and as as I've been doing it long enough now, I'm a little better at better prepared. Uh, you know, when you're young and dumb, what's over that next ridge? You just charge. Uh, now I think about okay, what's over that next ridge, and if I am I prepared to to deal with it? Right. Well, what motivates you, Dale, to to even do that? I mean, is it something internally that gives you this inertia that you just want to explore? What? What is it that that kind of sparks that I, for you? Knowledge. I, I have a uh, just an overwhelming desire to know what's over that next hill or what's what's around that. As you know, I paddle a lot. So, and I, I've been fortunate. I've paddled uh, the longest river on every continent, and I'm always fascinated by what's around the next bend of that river. And I'm also prepared. To, to meet whatever's around the next bend. If it's white water, I'm I'm good with that. I can do that. So it's it's it's. I think through experience and doing it and training and mindset, um, then I, and I know that whatever comes, I, I'm going to face it. And and uh, so uh, the 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 fear that a lot of people have about doing things, I don't really have. I mean, I I, I certainly understand fear and I deal with fear, but I don't. Uh, I don't let fear stop me. And you know, we're getting into a time I think in our in our lives for all people, you know, whatever your your race or religion or culture, uh, to be able to, you know, get past that fear of the unknown. That taking those little steps, paying attention, being aware, you know, it, it takes you all the way back to scouting. Of being prepared, yeah, you know that yeah. old motto: "Be prepared, um, be prepared to take that step, be prepared to uh, look fear in the face." You do it over and over and over again, all the time. Yeah, I, you know, and I have people ask me all the time about fear, and and you know, I I, I think fear is an emotion, and and you have to listen to all your emotions because if if you have an emotion that pops up. Uh, that's just putting you in the now. It's really making you aware that something's going on. And so what do I need to know about that? So really, people can take this um, step of doing a micro adventure, let's say. I love that idea because um, it it's not a full-fledged out-and-out big adventure, no. climbing Mount Everest or, you know, Kilimanjaro. It's saying, I'm going to maybe go to the ocean. I met a woman, and I was, I was out um, on a holiday over the holidays, and I met a woman from Missouri who was traveling with her 7-year-old daughter. We were on a cruise in the Bahamas. She had never seen the ocean, this woman, she had never been on a plane, and either had her daughter. And I, I, I turned on my speaking of travel interview, and said, "How do you feel right now? What, what, what emotion do you feel?" And she, she talked about her whole adult life being in fear of even what the ocean would be like. 
She was afraid of even testing the water, if you will. But she finally had one of those aha moments because she has a seven-year-old daughter, and she realized she didn't want that daughter, her daughter, to grow up never seeing the ocean. So together, they took this adventure. For them, that was a huge adventure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you forget sometimes that people might be landlocked and never have seen the ocean. For a woman in her, you know, probably in her 40s who had never seen the ocean before, that was a huge step. I mean, I was just so proud of her. By the end, you know, we were hugging. It was like I was I just wanted her to know that what she was doing and what she was providing for her daughter was really, really important. Yeah. And and again, those little micro adventures to go back, allow you to sort of start those steps. I mean, you, you mentioned earlier you grew up in Washington, D.C. and you knew people. You know, I was there not long ago and I was talking to a lady who grew up in Washington, D.C., had never been to the Smithsonian. Well, there you go. Well, Dale Stewart, speaking of travel, speakingoftravel.net for more of Dale Stewart. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina Magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in Western North Carolina. Ola Carolina Magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract, engage, and connect with Latino customers. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away. Starting at Asheville Regional Airport, fly Allegiant, American, Delta, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit FlyAVL.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars and let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. Be sure to follow Speaking of Travel on Twitter. That's Speaking of Travel on Twitter. Speak Travel to Me. That's hashtag Speak Travel and the number two, me. And you'll be able to follow my guest. Dale Stewart, he's here in the studio with me today. Dale, it is always such a pleasure to have you in the studio. You're out and about. It's hard to kind of reel you in sometimes because you're you're always out and about doing fun things, exploring, doing adventures big and small. Well, you know, Marilyn, life is short. It, it really is. And as we get older, we realize that, you know, life is short. It, it's funny. The other day I was talking to a man uh, in the airport, uh, and, and he was saying, man, I—, I 
can't believe that you're still doing all of this stuff and still doing all that. And I, I looked at him. I said, are you, are you saying that I'm old? And he says, well, no, I'm not saying. I said, well, I am. And, you know, we're getting there. But uh, yeah, you have to – life is – you have to keep doing it. I, I could never – I don't play golf. So, you know – and uh, so it's I got to do something. Well, we all have to do something. And, and I think that's that's a great topic that I'd like to address a little bit is, you know, traveling and, and having micro adventures and stepping out and doing things different is an ageless activity. It is. It really is. Uh, you know, this trip that I was on recently was so multi-generational. There were the grandparents and the parents and the kids and the grandkids and, you know, and they were from all over the world. It was just so, it, for me, it was really, um, it was just, it was such a beautiful um, ad- micro-adventure, if you will, to be uh, with people from all over the world with people who they're their elders to the babies mm-hmm. um and everybody had the same intention having fun being with their family you know eating good food enjoying the the outdoors what more could we possibly ask for very little um and and you know you mentioned that you were on a cruise you know, I've never been on a cruise. Well, this was my first cruise. I've never been on a cruise. I like, mean, I've been around the world, but... Well, like the lady from Missouri, I've seen the ocean, but I'd never been out on the ocean with a lot of other people. And to be honest with you, my perception, we've even had a show just talking about the pros and cons of, of cruising. Mm-hmm. And I was always the one going, yeah, that is not for me. But my daughter wanted to do it. She wanted to take the kids and experience something. And I said, you put it together. All I have to do is show up. I'll do it. And you know what? I liked it. I really enjoyed it. There was so much to see and do. But what I enjoyed most was the fact that there were people and children, families from all over the world, and everybody was nice. You know? It was like, why can't the world be like this cruise? (laughs) Yeah, it, it well, you know, I, I'm I'm fascinated with every time I travel around the world, and I find that it's it's not the people. We, we're all, regardless of where we are. I can remember the first time I went to Russia was was back uh, in the late '80s. I mean, and and you know, I had grown up uh, fearing Russia. You know, they're the evil people, and and when I got there and and got around the people, I got I found out they're exactly like us. You know, it's it's the politicians that make the difference. It's not the people. It totally is. Yeah. And when we talk about that, you know, meeting new cultures, crossing that boundary of a them versus us mentality yeah. and recognizing that people are people wherever you go. They are. Even when you go into New Orleans, I'm sure as you get further into the bayou down there, you're looking at a whole nother culture. Oh, you are. Well, you've, yeah, you've got the Creole culture and the Cajun culture, the Homa Indian culture. I mean, and then it's just uh, it's it's South Louisiana is like no place uh, in the United States. And it's right here in the United States. It is. So, again, as we're talking about, you know, stepping out, not having to spend a lot of money. No. You go into southern Louisiana, you could just get in your car and drive from most places in the United States. Yes. You know, the same is true with New Mexico. 
I've been in New Mexico a couple of times, not as far. I've never spent time in. Were we in Taos? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that would be a whole nother world up there, I'm sure. And it is. Yeah. And, and, and you know, we talk about culture. Amelia, you know, I, I'm a, a big believer in, in getting to learn about other cultures and knowing. Even no matter where you live, there are different cultures and different people. Seek them out. Go go listen and, and talk and spend time with them. It, it, it will help you with that whole comfort zone. Exactly. Well, let's get back to these micro-adventures because I think that, you know, any adventure, there's an element of risk. Sure. We talked a little bit about that. And, you know, being prepared, being savvy to what's out there, to these new locations. But I love the idea, and I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, just starting out small, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. You know, start out in your own backyard, whether it's camping, um, taking a trip. We're fortunate right here in our own region to have so much water. No, we are. And I have to remind my guests, if you don't know about Dale Stewart, Tell us a little bit about that trip you took down the uh, river for the Trail of Tears oh, a couple Trail of years ago. Yeah. That was um, amazing. Yeah, I did that in uh, in 2012 now. Gosh, I can't think it's it's been five years. But uh, um, I, I was known and have paddled, been fortunate enough to paddle great rivers. And I was looking for an expedition to do in the United States. And um, uh, friends with the Cherokee, the eastern bound of the Cherokee, and they started talking to me about this water route and the water trail and coming up on the 175th anniversary of the Trail of Tears. So I decided to paddle it. No one had ever done it. I started in Chattanooga, Tennessee, paddle the Tennessee River to the Ohio, the Ohio to the Mississippi, down the Mississippi to the Arkansas, and then the Arkansas to Fort Gibson, Oklahoma where the Trail of Tears ended. And it it was an amazing journey. A life-changing journey. It was, in a lot of ways. I remember talking to you about that trip uh, not long after you got back. And one thing that has stuck with me all all of these years is you talking about camping out in these areas on the river that people just don't go to. No. And hearing and feeling... The ancestors, the people who had been there before. Oh, absolutely. What a beautiful thing. And, you know, the fact that you were there paying attention, uh, really stretching out your comfort zone, I'm sure, even as an experienced paddler. Yeah, in some ways. Absolutely. I, I mean, anything that I do that is new and for the first time, again, is is new in the first time. Well, you we mentioned you were mentioning earlier about meeting somebody from Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. who had never been to the Smithsonian. Yeah. You know, going to the Smithsonian is like taking an adventure around the world. You walk in there and the first thing you see is that, you know, when you're in the History Museum and you walk in and there's that giant mammoth. Who even thinks that you would ever in your life see a giant Mm -hmm. mammoth? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, most little towns and most communities have museums. Most people don't go to those little or support those little local museums. And I think that's a shame. Again, go to that local museum, take your kids, and you're going to learn more about the area you live in than probably you ever thought about. That's absolutely true. And there are so many. They're really great. They are. So, Dale, what's up for you? What's coming up? Oh, gosh. You know me, Marilyn. I, I've got to stay busy. Uh, I'm, I'm getting ready, actually, to go work with a uh, uh, major, major motion picture uh, uh, production company and helping them scout out some very remote locations uh 
in um, in the in the Northwest um, part of the United States. I can't say a whole lot more about it because of of uh, agreements, but that'll that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm also developing a, a, a new uh, a podcast uh, uh, web based TV channel. Um, that'll be Nature's Edge TV, and uh, I will. Uh, I think right now there are going to be three or four channels on there, and I'll be on there, and I'm going to bring in other people that that want to uh, have uh, have their own little TV shows. Well, that sounds wonderful. There are so many people doing so many wonderful things. Absolutely, and they're you know this is again paying attention. You're going to be inspired when you see how other people have been in the same place. You know, I practice Taekwondo, Taekwondo, a different subject, but one thing that we hear over and over again is when new people come out on the mat and they're starting out as a white belt, even the second and third degree black belts started as a white belt. Yes. And and I think that's an important message for anybody who's interested in traveling, in, in stepping out, that everybody started from the beginning yes. of stepping out. Yeah. Nobody just, you know, everybody had to start somewhere. And that's where the little micro-adventures come in. They, 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 they get you in the habit of planning. You have to pack. You have to think about things. And that's a great way to get started um, before you decide, hey, I'm going to take a month and go to Africa. Well, there you go. Well, this is a great way to get started on the new year. Dale Stewart, I am so happy to have you here on the first show of the new year and talking about stepping out and doing some new things. I want to have you back. Well, you know, Marilyn, just give me a call, and it's always an honor to be here with you guys. Well, thank you. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. I want you to go out and start a micro-adventure. Put one foot in front of the other. And remember, when you go out there and you're starting your new journey, the new year, don't postpone joy. 